It is time to check in with Mr. Blaine Kylo, the West Coast Best Dad. It is a technological world, and solocore.com is where you can find Blaine Kylo, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S.com. How is Vancouver's best dad doing? Well, I'm coming to terms with the fact that it's August 31st, which means, yeah. well, I guess in part of the country, it's already September 1st. Welcome Actually, to September, Canada. Yeah, most of the country, just you guys in BC are always a little, really little bit late to the tomorrow game. Yeah. I got yeah. one, I got 55 minutes before I have to come to terms with September. Thank you. Yep. Summer's over in 55 minutes for Blaine Kylo. Um, okay. Well, let's get started right into this, Blaine, because we got lots of cool stuff to get to, and I don't want to waste any time. Shall we uh, start with our clip? Does that work for you? Yeah? I think so, yeah. Let's hit it. A remaster is really more of a tech art endeavor. This was remade from the ground up. No matter what we were making, it was going to be compared not to the original. It was going to be compared to the memory of the original. Tell us about The Last of Us and maybe actually introduce The Last of Us for the most of us who don't know The Last of Us. Word salad. Yeah, it's, it's a, it started off as a video game released in 2013, developed by Naughty Dog, published by Sony originally for the PlayStation 3 console. So we're going back a few generations. And what Naughty Dog did with The Last of Us kind of changed video games in a way. This is a, a story, a narrative about um, the end of humanity and how humanity tries to survive in the face of a pretty debilitating um pandemic and so it's got eerie notes yeah. <laughs> that, that, that kind of hit us differently today um and so a couple of things have happened it's the story about joel and ellie um trying to make their way across america while being um chased by humans who have become more monsterish than the monsters that are in the world because everybody's just trying to survive in this space. Since 2013, The Last of Us was remastered for the PlayStation 4 console and a sequel, The Last of Us Part 2, was released a couple of years ago. And now Sony has released The Last of Us Part 1 as a remake. And in that clip, we just listened to those were developers at Naughty Dog talking about the difference between a remaster and a remake. And something I think was really interesting is it's less trying to recreate the game in a way that is better than what the original game was, but it needs to be better than how people remember it being because memory does really weird things and there are dozens of games that I have gone back to thinking 
that they looked really amazing. And in fact, they looked really terrible, but I remember them looking really amazing because over time and as we accumulate other experiences, we think that things, Halo was a really good example. The original Halo game is very uh, lo-fi compared to what we see today. But my memory of seeing Halo the first time um, is very different than what it really looked like. So that was the challenge for Naughty Dog with The Last of Us Part 1 being remade. A couple of things are going on here. It's it's this is The story is the same. The levels haven't been redesigned, but the mechanics and the controls have been completely overhauled. It's exclusive for the PS5 console. So The Last of Us Part 1, this version, plays like The Last of Us Part 2, And that is a big deal because in my original review of The Last of Us, while I loved the game and I thought that it really did some interesting things, I had issues with what I called the drunken sailor movement mechanics because moving the characters and in the combat, it was kind of, there was lag in the system. They didn't respond really well and it made the combat kind of frustrating. The story was made it so that you could really easily overlook that. You don't have to overlook that anymore because the mechanics have been completely redone. Um, If you've never played the game before, I think that this is the version you want to play. If you've played the game and have no interest in replaying it, then there's no need to pay the $90 that Sony wants for this edition of The Last of Us. it also comes with the prequel chapter, which was released as downloadable content, which is actually the origin story of the franchise protagonist, Ellie. It tells us where she comes from and who she is before we actually meet her in the game itself. I remember that when I went, and this is totally different scope, but when I got the little Nintendo, classic Nintendo game, the little new one the, that has all the games on it, and then yep. you're like, I can't wait to play Mario. And then you go and you're like, oh, this is not how I remember it. So I feel no, like I get that. Not. Um, cool. Is there more about the HBO series or, or, or are we moving on to the DualSense here, the PlayStation? No. While we're on the topic, HBO showed off a meager 20 seconds of footage from the series that is based on that first game that is just being re-released now. Uh, It stars Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. It was shot in southern Alberta, actually, through Calgary and and the area. And the 20 seconds that we see, it looks very faithful to the source material. Um, And that was what was promised by executive producers Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Mazin, responsible for HBO's other series, Chernobyl. And Neil Druckmann from Naughty Dog, actually, was the co-creator of the franchise The Last of Us and has now moved over to um, help show run the TV show. So I think that we're getting it in 2023, but there's not a whole lot else that we know about it, except it looks amazing. They shot a bunch of it. There's a uh, an underpass that runs underneath one of the runways at the airport, and that was all closed down, and they made it look all dead and beat up. And so I drove by it one day, and you could tell it would just look like a movie set. Really cool. So I look forward to seeing what that looks like. Pretty awesome stuff. Blink Kylo here. It's the shift. Let's talk about the PlayStation, um, the video game that everyone talks about, but nobody could get because there wasn't any. <laughs> 
Well, the PlayStation 5, I think we're going to start seeing them become a little more available as things ease up. In some markets, the PlayStation 5, actually, Sony has increased the price. I think it gets a price increase in Canada of about $20. So if you're still looking for a PS5, it's going to be a little more expensive than it used to be. Um, But what Sony has also come out with is the PlayStation DualSense Edge Controller. And this is something that Sony's never done before. As part of the Gamescom opening celebration last week, Sony unveiled this new controller. What makes it different from the other controllers is this is customizable and it's high performance. So really this is a controller that's designed for people who are either in esports or who aspire to playing at that level. You've got customizable controls. You can swap out the stick caps and the triggers. You can actually save profiles. So you can have the sticks and the buttons do different things depending on what game you're playing. And you can quickly move between profiles. So if you're playing a shooter and then you move to playing an RPG game, you can actually quickly change the profile on your controller so that the buttons do the things that you need to do depending on the game that you're playing. The sticks are also replaceable, and this is kind of important because if you're hard on controllers, those sticks will break or they will start to drift so they don't respond in the same way when you move them left, they don't really respond left, or they keep responding left when you're trying to make them go right. But with the DualSense Edge controller, you can actually swap out sticks uh, and ideally make your controller last longer. Cool stuff. All right. Um, technology is one of those things that we all get excited about. And so many people jump into the world of technology. And we've seen this before with even a home alarm system. You go and invest with a home alarm company, but then what happens when that company goes belly up? You've found a story, a good reminder that when we're buying technology, it's usually so, so proprietary to that company. It is possible that maybe we should be a little cautious. Yeah, and and especially if it's impacting our bodies and not just our homes. I mean, if if your light bulbs stop working because a company goes under, you can put new light bulbs in. But this is a story that actually was broken in February, but I just learned about it recently. Um, a company called Second Sight a few years ago had come up with retinal implants that they were providing to blind people and people with visual impairments. And it, what was it was doing it was actually giving them some vision where otherwise they, they wouldn't have any vision. Well, Second Sight is no longer supporting the implants. They've declared the devices obsolete. The company has sort of been hovering around bankruptcy and um, making the devices obsolete was one of the ways that they tried to prevent themselves from going bankrupt. What that means is anybody who had these um, implants have them they've got defunct tech actually in their brains and so they either have to live with that now this this neural implants the retinal implants that may not work anymore or they're going to have to on of their own accord have these things surgically removed so it's a real warning um that especially when we're talking about modifying our bodies and becoming cyborgs or becoming, you know, getting bionic eyes like the company sort of build these retinal implants as being, 
um, that if something happens with that company, it can actually negatively impact your life. And this came to my attention because of a Twitter post by Ryan Knighton, who's an author um, and has retinal pigmentosis himself. And his story is he was actually encouraged to get this retinal implant when it first came on the market. Ryan decided not to get the implant, and he's pretty happy that he opted not to because if he had, he would have defunct technology stuck in his brain. Translate that from eyes to people who get it, uh, spinal cord stuff, brain stuff, joints. I mean, it's everywhere and worth noting. It's a good call. Uh, thanks for flagging that. Blink Kylo, solocore.com. Thanks for being here, brother. We'll see you again next week. All right. Thanks.